Let's go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on sports. Busy weekend. Began with Michigan State getting embarrassed by Penn State on home soil at Ford Field. But then they flipped the narrative and brought in what I think was the best possible replacement for Mel Tucker. A huge upgrade. I think one of the best football hires they've ever had. And Jonathan Smith, the former Oregon State coach, is now the Spartan head football coach. And, Tim, that's a job well done by Alan Haller. Well, he'll be happy to hear you say that, Bill. I mean, he'll he'll want all the friends he can get, obviously. He gets, obviously, you know, some grace until, until they play Florida Atlantic to open the 2024 season in a revised Big Ten look next year. And I know one thing, he's going to have a lot of new faces around both coaches and players. He lost three starters to the portal today, and they're noteworthy players. And you figure more are going to come. The portal opens December 4th, but three of them announced today they're not coming back. And I would guess there will be more of them. And where this all bottoms out remains to be seen. I have no idea on any of these hires. I mean, I remember when Tom Izzo was hired the first two years, people couldn't wait to get rid of him. Things changed after that. When Mel Tucker had an 11-2 and two year, oh, my golly, we better get this guy signed before we lose him. And the rest of that is history. So I always withhold judgment on all these, whether they're good or bad, until I you know, see the evidence uh, you know, one way or the other. Well, as I said in my opening huge opinion today, great hire, but the Michigan State fan has got to be patient because I think it's going to be one of those full recruiting class cycles uh, before Michigan State is competitive in what is even a tougher Big Ten next year with Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC coming. And Jonathan Smith, life is about timing. I think if the Pac-12 was still intact, he wouldn't have left. But with the Pac-2 now, only Oregon State and Washington State, it was a no-brainer for Smith to take the MSU Open job. Well, that certainly had to play into it. By the way, congratulations. I didn't hear anybody say State was going to go 4-8 and eight in August. You did. State went 4-8. and eight. Um, I should be asking you the questions, not the other way around. I mean, I think there had to be a tremendous element to that. I mean, this guy's whole life has been Oregon State. He was a walk-on there, played quarterback. Uh, you know, he's been an assistant. He had six years as the head coach. He does not have a winning record there overall but he does have a winning record the last two seasons at 15 and 7 his team did lose 31 to 7 at Oregon over the weekend but by then Michigan State decided that you know he was the guy I'll be curious to see what his official contract is going to read moving forward I, it's not going to be nearly what Tucker's was, obviously, for a variety of different reasons. But as you suggest, with the Pac-12 falling apart, there'd be a lot of indecision as to where Oregon State goes from here. My sense is that they'll promote one of those coordinators, and then he probably will stay there. The interim guy's got a shot maybe to land the head job long term simply because Oregon State's going to play in a bowl game. And, you know, if they like that guy, they can play hard for him, see if he gets a job and go from there. But around here, you know, I, I was not surprised at the timing. I mean, these guys barely got out of the shower Friday night when Michigan State announced the coach. There was speculation, well, do you wait for a president? They were well aware of the, the Thanksgiving deadline or, or, or hope for deadline for a president. That came and went. So whoever the new president is, one way or the other down the road, this is the football coach. Support him because he's going to need all the support he can get. Patience to the Michigan State fans, but I believe they got a quality uh, head coach who can 
uh, rebuild a program. That's my best guess right now. Uh, before I let you go, your thoughts on Izzo and Spartan basketball and where they're at right now? Well, I think it's silly, Bill, that they're not in the AP Top 25 this week. I mean, they, their two losses were close games to Duke, and especially Arizona. I mean, they led Arizona with a couple minutes to go, and Arizona's, what, ranked two or three, whatever they are. It's amazing to me how stupid these polls are. I mean, nobody takes it. If you win, you move up. If you lose, you go down. If you play cream puffs, you get credit for that. That makes no sense to me at all. They they went from 4 to 21 to unranked this week. You're telling me you think there are 25 better teams than they are? I would suggest no. Now, that said, they're, they're the first one to tell you they got issues through six games would be Tom Izzo, not because of who they beat, because of the way they lost, especially to Arizona the other night. Whether or not they have enough polished talent amongst their veterans or not, I think that remains to be seen. But it's clear to me he believes that for the most part, those four freshmen aren't going to come in and become the Fab Five of Michigan, you know, Michigan State version of the Fab Five that are just going to come in and take over. Booker didn't even play in the game against Arizona, and he was the most, you know, heralded recruit at the time of all those guys. But they get Georgia Southern tomorrow night, so there's another lackluster win. They still get Baylor. What December 16th is it at Little Caesars Arena? That's a neutral site. We'll see how that plays. I think the biggest thing they have going for them, Bill, is they play in the Big Ten because I think they're going to win a number of those games because the rest of the league, with two exceptions, doesn't look good to me. I mean, Purdue's very good, but they only play them one time, and that's late in the year at Purdue. You know, if you lose to them in a regular season, to be honest with you, so what? Um, And I think Illinois has shown that it's got a lot of athleticism, but the rest of those teams right across the board, Nebraska is a very misleading 7-0. They got smart. They knew they couldn't beat teams their own size. And that coach Hoiberg, he Hoiberg, he's you know he's he's trying to keep his job. So the you know if you can't beat the teams your size, go down. So they're seven and zero. You think Michigan State couldn't beat Nebraska at three and three? I I just think being in the big and Michigan, they all look vulnerable to me. Purdue had a great Maui Classic, and I think they're legit because I think their veterans are better than what Michigan State's veterans have shown so far. But we're in November. You know, you're four months to the NCAA tournament. That's a long ways off, and a lot can happen for everybody, good and bad. I think it's way too early to either throw them out with the bathwater or put them in the Final Four either way. Tim Stoudstot on sports. You can hear him weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show airs weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in the capital city. Before I let you go, uh, who's your pick? Michigan-Iowa in the Big Ten football championship game Saturday night. I have Michigan winning that game 27 to 10. 27-10. I don't think Michigan has any incentive to blow them out. I think the bigger question, Bill, is which one of the three do they want to play in the Rose Bowl? Because it looks to me like they're going to go to the Rose Bowl and play either Oregon, Washington, or Florida State. I would think their best hope is Florida State and then Washington, and I think Oregon would give them all they want in one whale of a game, one way or the other. But we'll see. But they'll be, they won't have any trouble with Iowa. They won't have any trouble at all. Tim, uh, enjoy the week. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Always good to hear your voice. Same with you, Bill. Thanks for calling. Talk to you soon.